No Purpose Without Love is a podcast dedicated to helping you find purpose through the relentless pursuit of God's love. The unfortunate reality is that we are born into a world that does not know God. Since God is synonymous with love, to be without God is to be without love. This podcast aims to bring light to the dark areas of your life so that you gain a deeper connection with love as a person, more affectionately known as Jesus. Jesus spoke often about the kingdom of God, and in the kingdom, love is the why behind everything that exists, including our purpose. I am your host, Dave Garesso, and my hope and prayer is that you will experience the overwhelming love of God so powerfully that you will become love to a world that is still very much without love. God has given me the ability to provide the spark, but he wants to fan into flames the purpose that he has for you, which always leaves a trail of breadcrumbs leading right back to our Father and Creator. Please remember to follow this podcast to continue receiving notifications about new episodes as they're released. Now let's get fired up. Well, hello and good afternoon, good morning, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. Today I have with me uh, Miss Donna Edmond. I'm Dave Garessa, your host of the No Purpose Without Love podcast, where we learn to lead well, live on purpose, and honor God with your life. Welcome to the show, Donna. It's good to have you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So just to share uh, something real quick about who Donna is, Donna genuinely enjoys meeting and encouraging people, easily building rapport and using her photography skills. Her passion is creating authentic portraits and telling stories through images. So that's exciting. She also has written a book, Women of Wisdom, Honoring Their Grace, Strength and Beauty, which we're going to talk about. Uh, So just to open us up, Donna, start by telling us the story of how you got into this photography business and how Women of Wisdom even came about. You know, my my story is I started as a social worker and then I went into IT for a long period of time, back into social work as a geriatric care manager. And then when I retired the second time, I um, picked up a camera. So I've always enjoyed some type of creative art process, but I never valued that except for as a hobby. And so when I picked up a camera this time, I thought, hmm, maybe I can do a little business with the photography. And that just fell in my lap. And people started uh, asking me if I could create their business portraits. And then they referred people who referred people. And here I am, you know, and I yeah. decided to go to school for two years just to um, study portraiture, you know, to hone the skill. Because I thought maybe I should do that. So it's people who asking me to create their portraits. And um, so it's been 11 years now. 11 years. Wow. And so how did Women of Wisdom come about? Um, I've been wanting to do um, something to honor women who are 50 and older. I guess the concept was just honor women who are older. And um, it was during COVID when the project started. So um, I thought, well, I'll just bring people in and photograph women that are 50 and older and give them a portrait as a gift. You know, I didn't have a lot of clients pounding on the door during COVID and I thought I have time to do this as a personal project. So um, I do try to do a personal project each year. Um, So this was my personal project for that period of time. And um, it developed into um, advice to their 20 year old self. And then as as I'm photographing people, um, we just chat. 
because I think chatting is what helps people feel comfortable. And so um, when we were chatting, they had such interesting stories that they were telling. So I went back and I, to the people I already photographed and said, let's write up what you think your advice to your 20 year old self is and write up a peek into your personal story. And um, we'll see what we can do with this. So I didn't, I come from a, a corporate background where um, you don't start a project until you have it all planned down to the minute detail. Yeah. Yep, I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah. So I, this was just evolved. This is the first thing I've ever done in my life that I let just be a journey, which was my journey process. So I didn't know how to, what to do with this. You know, I didn't know, I thought, well, maybe we'll create a book. Maybe we can get this into a gallery or a museum, but I had no idea how to do it. So my friend says, why don't you just start? It started, you know, I sat for two years mm -hmm. <laughs> get it started. So my friend said, just start this week. Promise me that you're going to invite two people to come in, you know, create their portraits and then ask them for help. Oh, so outside my comfort zone to ask somebody else for help. And when I asked them for help, where I thought I would be judged harshly, what happened was that they were honored that mm -hmm. I asked them. Mm -hmm. So it was a neat, I don't know, this whole experience has been really neat for me, you know, as well as for the women who participated. So it became a book and it became a museum exhibit. It ran for a three month exhibit. And there we are. What a cool thing to honor the, the older generation. And one thing that I realized too, and I think about this a lot, and I've shared this with you prior to us talking today is that I feel like in many cultures, we honor the older generation, but in some cultures we honor youth. <laughs> and, I, and I think in the United States, that's a common thing. We, we want to stay as young as we can, as long as we can, but we don't necessarily honor the wisdom that comes with all those decades of life experience and just applied applying that knowledge that you gain as you go through life. And so uh, it's, it's a lost art, dare I say, to to transfer that wisdom down to the younger generation. So I think it's an amazing thing that you're doing. I'm inspired. I'm excited. And I, I want I can't wait to hear more stories and even see in the book what what these other women have shared about what they've gone through in their lives. You know that the target for the you know the the audience that I thought this would be for would be these women, the women, the age group of the women. So they were from 50 to 96. That was the age group. And so I thought this would be neat for their peers, you know, to read what other people have to say. And it turned out that it's really a great opportunity for especially women and younger women, women in their 20s. It's kind of evolved this way. So it became an audience for women in their 20s and 30s as well. Because I had a great mom who was, who was a, uh, she guided me and she inspired me and she was just a wonderful mom. But not everybody has that growing yeah, up. Yeah. So I thought these women are so inspirational, right? These women can be an inspiration to other young women who don't have that gift, you know, having yeah. a great mom. Yeah, that motherly influence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so what, you know, how is being a follower of Jesus? Because you, you are a believer. And so how, what role has that played in, in your journey so far? You know, I have a spiritual, I have a couple spiritual gifts. And um, one of those is the gift of encouragement. And that is really helpful in what I do because I want to encourage people to have authentic, treasured portraits. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to build relationships with people right away, to build the rapport, I guess I should say right away, and um, to have that desire to encourage people, you know, that that's something that 
I can, that's a gift that was given to me, right? That, that I can use to inspire other people and encourage other people. And then the second gift is a, a gift of, um, I wouldn't say intuition, but discernment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as I'm talking with people, listening, building that rapport, I can, I can, I can understand the person right away, you know, what are kind of what they're thinking, what they're feeling. And again, that's all in developing how I can encourage that person to get that insight right away, mm -hmm. right? To be able yeah. to get that insight, to be able to encourage them. So it's using both of those gifts that I've been given. Yeah, there's a, I think there's a proverb that says that purpose dwells deep within a man's heart, but a man of understanding draws it out. Yeah. So that's what that makes me think of. Yeah. I was saying you're good at pulling out the story or the power of the story. Not always good with the wisdom part, which is what to do with it. But <laughs> at least I can get it out and we can you know, put it out there and see what we can do with it. Yeah, but the beautiful part of it is there's others who are, right? And so, and we have our teachers out there to help pull it together as well. So if I were to consider a theme for the work that you do, I'd say it's to live authentically and share your wisdom and your story with the younger generation. Do you agree? And what does it mean to live authentically? You know, one of the themes that I found when these women were writing their advice and writing their story were kind of trends as the women aged. So the younger women were concerned about how they looked, you know, make sure you get this side and, you know, can you smooth out these wrinkles and they're more interested in how they looked as, as women got, got older. Um, it was what kind of legacy can I leave? for the next generation mm -hmm. and it progressed over time. And it was, it was a pretty consistent theme. Mm -hmm. So it's like knowing what your passion is mm -hmm. and going with it. Don't be distracted from it. You know, yeah. if I were to say I was a photographer, you'd never be able to make a business out of that. I would have believed that when I, mm -hmm. right. If I'm an mm -hmm. artist, mm -hmm. you can't do that. You're not going to ever be able to make a living at it. Yeah. Well, I'm making a living at it now. It just took me till I was, you know, in my late sixties mm -hmm. right, to mm -hmm. be able to do this. That's so great. I think living on a Authentic life is finding what your passion is and finding people that can help you get there. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. to, 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 um, I don't know, how, how would you say that, David, to um, make it, to manifest it? Yeah. To mm -hmm. make it something mm -hmm. tangible. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Sometimes people will ask me, you know, how would you advise an artist? And I say, you know, whatever we do that's creative, um, we do it for ourselves first mm -hmm. and then think about are we doing it just for ourselves or are we also doing it for others mm -hmm. so we this authentic are. life is mm -hmm. yes do it for ourselves but it's not selling out to do it for others because you're mm -hmm. sharing that gift that you have your art with mm -hmm. other people you just that's have to good. learn the business side yeah so that's where you have to ask for help if you don't know how yeah. to do that yeah okay. I, I like to say we're conduits or or reservoir or, or um like a river, not a reservoir, because things flow through us. So yeah. we we, we like gain that. that wisdom, we gain that insight throughout our lives, but how do we then let that pass through us in a way that can be shared and lift others up that are coming after us? I think it's being intentional. Is mm -hmm. that a goal of ours? Like mm -hmm. today when I wake up, is it my goal to interact with people, to encourage mm -hmm. people? Mm -hmm. And if I hear an opportunity to share something that I've learned in my life, it's do you want to know, first of all? Not everybody wants your wisdom, but, you know, it's asking, would you like, you know, input on that? Or would you like my advice on that? Or would you like to hear my story? How, 
I lived through that. Mm -hmm. And then be intentional of just looking for them and sharing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, another thing you brought up too is just as as you get older, it's now that you believe that you can do something, even if somebody does tells you that you can't. What's interesting is there are so many folks in the older generation that, oh, it's it's too late for me. I can't. I hear that a lot. Yeah. And so how did you overcome that? Or maybe you never had to overcome it. It just naturally came to you. What advice would you offer to the older generation that struggles with that today? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm 68, so I guess I'm older, but I don't I don't think about it yet. <laughs> I think older. It, I think you know, as we're as we're teens, 30 was old, right? And when we're 30, you know, 50 was old. So maybe 90 is old for me now. I don't know. Uh, my one of my daughters says, "Why don't I retire?" And I go, "Why would I do that?" You know, I really enjoy it. So um, I think it's it's um, knowing. I think it's hmm, that's a very good question. So I would say um, to inspire older people to value this chapter in their life is to see that there is value in this chapter and and to have conversations about what that might be what have you always wanted to do my husband's teaching himself banjo and violin you know <laughs> you know that's what he wanted to do right so it's like what is what are the things that you always wanted to do that you didn't have an opportunity to do for whatever reason and then ask people for help you know how to, how to make that happen yeah. I think when we're building legacy, if we're thinking of an old, if we're thinking, you know, 50 and older is helping, starting to build a legacy, for sure, when we're 70, 80, 90, we're working at building a legacy, you know, what does that look like? You know, what would you like to leave to your kids and your grandkids? It's what kind of world would you like to leave for them? And what can you do in your immediate community with the people around you that, that can lead the world to be that way? Yeah. Right? yeah There's one thing about talking about opinions on what should happen in the world and there's a different thing about what can you do for the people in your community face to face today to make the impact in the world right yeah that's the intentional part yeah yeah, yeah. exactly so interestingly i asked my mom that question what would you do or say to your 20 year old self and she happens to be the same age as you 68 uh, but she she's said ironically that she'd go back and really focus on what she wanted to do and make sure that she did those things instead of being forced into doing a bunch of things that she didn't want to do just to make a bunch of money and make ends meet right and so i think it's ironic that you didn't know that you're already saying that so i, I really hope that she listens to this episode here so this is good so this conversation kind of leads me to the next question. Why is it important now to share that wisdom to the young, with the younger generation? Why do you believe it's important? I think it's important because you can enrich lives. You can enrich the lives of younger people. You know, I had imposter syndrome all the way through my 30s. Like, I'm pretending to be an adult. I'm pretending to know what I'm doing. But deep down, uh, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was afraid somebody would find out, you know, that I didn't. So I think if just saying those things to people in their 20s and 30s that, you know, yes, you're going to feel awkward because you're kind of in this transition of pretending to be an adult for a long time. That's how life works. And that's OK. And it's OK to ask for help. I didn't think it was OK to ask for help. My dad, in all good intentions, he said when I was young, he said, if you can't do it right, don't do it. <laughs> And how I interpreted that, I don't think he meant anything. How I interpreted that is just don't take real try. Mm. Don't try something unless I know I can be successful. And don't let people know I don't know what I'm doing. 
<laughs> Interesting so how different things can be interpreted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now that I'm in my 60s, I'm, I'm thinking, well, asking for help, that's kind of a cool thing. Again, it was people felt honored that they were asked for help. And and, and when I can, I can uh, help younger people think the same thing that might have been in my situation, that imposter kind of thing. So it's okay to ask people, you know, it's okay to know that it's chaotic for a while. It's okay to know, figure out what your passion is, figure out what you really want to do, and then find help to make I think that's my biggest message to young people: figure it out. Yeah. You know, and don't do things just because your parents say you should. Yeah. No, figure it out. I mean, try it. Try it. Um, and then, um, if it's not what you want to do, figure out what it is that you. Yeah. And then surround yourself by people that can support you. Yeah, that's big, right? Is you know, my wife and I talk about that often. How do we how do we move forward into something we really want to do? And it's look for those that are already there. Yeah. and ask them because they're the ones who already overcame the struggle yeah. that you're going through. You don't have to redo it. You can kind of skip a little bit of that maybe yeah. by listening to the ones who've already overcome it. Yeah. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to yeah. think it's all your idea, right? You know, right. It, there's a lot of wisdom out there in the world. It's just finding, first of all, it's being willing to ask, mm -hmm. you know, for advice and then just surrounding yourself with people who can help you find people who can help you find people, you yeah. know, that'll, you know, yeah. shepherd you along the way. Yeah. Well, it, so here's another thing too, though. It's maybe it's a different side of the same coin is that when you're younger, it's almost like you look, you look to the older generation and I think you had already said it. Like you feel like, like I'm 43 now. I used to think 43 was pretty old. <laughs> now I'm 43 and I still feel like I'm a kid. <laughs> now 68 old, right? <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I spoke with my mom about this too, right? She said, no, 68 in my head, I still feel like I'm young. <laughs> and so mentally, what I'm realizing is no matter how much we age, mentally, we still feel the youth inside, but the body lets you know <laughs> that, you're, that you're not. But, but the thing is, is, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like the older I get, I don't know as much as I once thought I did. Or I f there's, And I feel like there's this pressure that can exist maybe when yeah. you're, I'm expected to know more, but I don't. And that can create the imposter syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was always the best parent before I had kids. Right? <laughs> right. Me too. <laughs> I'm learning that the hard way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah. And I was always that, you know, I think, I don't know. I feel much more settled skin now that um, that was another trend, you know, for the, for the women who participated in this project is, is the women um, were older, the women who are older in the, in the project were just more comfortable in who they are, you know, and even if they look back at things that, that um, when they're advising their 20 year old self, some people said I wouldn't change anything. You know, I am who I am because this is what I had gone through. It was kind of, that's one of the themes. But the other theme is, you know, I had a really, it, it, people would say I had a really difficult childhood, you know, and they would give me these details. I would never have known that. Sometimes I, I've known some of these women for a long time, but never knew the trauma that they had as a child. And they, they you know, this is a time that they were sharing that, which was, which was good for them. You know, to be able to have someone to share that with, but also it it they all came to the realization that I am who I am today for the experiences I've had. So not that I'd want to change anything, or maybe I would want to change something, but if I would have changed something, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So it's embracing no matter what your age is, right? It's embracing who you are today and feeling confident that you're who you're supposed to be right now. Yeah. Right? Yes, you will learn more, but being confident in who you are right now. 
with what you know now. You're making decisions but based on what you know. Yeah. Right. What a beautiful piece of encouragement and wisdom, right? That we are who we are because of what we went through, even the ugly stuff. Yes. And if you, if you were to even change one of those things, it would make you different. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Some of the women were um, in the in the project. You know, they were big. They were they're all everyday women. I should start with saying these are all everyday women. They're not famous women. I wanted to I wanted to honor everyday women and give them because everyday women, older everyday women, don't usually have a platform. You know, for sharing their voice. Right. So right. that's what I that was the goal. You know, it's what the project turned out to be. Um, but um, some of the women never moved on their blog. You know, they, they grew up on a block, they got married, they went back and bought a house on the block, you know, never moved from the block, but they were great moms, great PTA moms, you know, they, they contributed to their families. And then there were other women who started major organizations here where we live, right? So there's a huge spectrum of what, um, how the lives progressed and one is not better than the other. Mm -hmm. Right. So no matter who we are and what we do with our life, we have impact in the people around us. That's right. Whether it's our own kids, our family, our parents, right. Mm -hmm. Or starting a major organization that impacts many lives. Yeah. So I want to share this. Um, and I, I'm not a hundred percent certain that we're doing a great job transferring that wisdom to the next generation. And I'll share this story. I shared this with you offline and now I want to share it on the, in the episode for others to hear is when, when my wife was, you know, as we've been raising our kids, when our kids were even younger and she had that scenario in the, and this happened often at a grocery store or wherever she happened to be out shopping and the kids were kind of running amok and doing what kids do, pulling things off shelf, crying, whining, and she's getting frustrated trying to keep order. And there's these older women walking around the corner, just giving her dirty looks like, can't you get it together? Not saying that, but kind of you can read the body language in the eyes. And, and one of my things has always been like, why can't they just offer support and encouragement? Because they have to remember what that was like, because right? every mother I know in our generation has dealt with that at some point and usually far more than once. And so how do we get better at this in, in that every, because you're talking about how um, everyday women have that opportunity to make an impact in their sphere of influence. So how can, you know, those quote unquote everyday women make an impact, especially when I'm bringing up stories like this, like how can they make it count in the everyday life? I think just doing what you said, because I was that that person before I had kids, you know, the screaming kid in the cart. Well, you should take care of your kids better. You know, you should teach them better. And, you know, once you have it, you know, that child's just really tired and we just need to leave the cart and go home and come back and finish later. Right. But it would be nice. It would be nice to have others be willing to reach out without the judgment. Right. So it's it's gosh, how do we do that? I don't know. Do you have, do you have a thought on that? Uh, so I, to me, it would have been simple as walking up and just saying, Hey, you're doing a great job, mom. <laughs> oh, and let me share a story about what I went through when I was younger, when my kid, right. And just hearing the story, hearing the struggle, and then hearing the outcome of, yeah, now my kids are doing this. Now my kids are doing this and they're all grown and things are going well. And just seeing the whole story go from chaos in the grocery store to, my kids are doing great now. And I just want to let you know that 
it's okay, right? It we gets all better. Yeah, it gets better. It gets better, right? That was my thought. Yeah, oh, and stand at the cart while she's looking at, you know, getting the things off the shelf, right? Maybe yeah. just stand and entertain yeah. the person, you know, the little one in the cart. Absolutely. Right? That's you don't a have to push the cart somewhere, you're just there, right? Yeah. Let me just entertain your child for a moment and you go up and down the aisle. That might yeah. be an opportunity as well. I, I seem to remember times where something like that would happen. It would just bring my wife to tears, right? To to have someone be empathetic enough, right? In a moment to just offer that little bit can go such a long way. And it, it's not forgotten, right? There's a old quote how, you know, folks won't remember what you did or what you said, but they'll always remember how they made you feel, right? And so it, I think a little bit goes a long way when it comes to this stuff. And you know, to turn that around, um, David, there's there was a story that was on the internet and been around for a while, but there's a story about a little girl, I think it was, in the cart that saw an older man by himself that looked sad, right? And um sorry, clock again. Um, and she reached out to him. And then they ended up having this long-term relationship. The mom would bring the little girl to the mouse and he was a widow and and how she impacted his life. So it's this, I think it's wow. that give and take both ways. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. What a cool story. Yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> All right. So what, um, when it comes to asking the question, right, the question being, what would you say to your 20 year old self? What's one of the most powerful answers you've heard so far? I think it's, you know, it, the thing that, that. I think it's know your passion mm -hmm. and ask for help and get there, mm -hmm. right? So it was kind of what I've been saying all along. I think that was the trend that specifically spoke to me. I mm -hmm. mean, there was there was other other things that people said, but um, I think that was the trend that was the most important one to me personally. Yeah, because you know, I thought when I grew up, I was supposed to do business. So I grew up and I did business, right? I, I've been an artist at heart all along. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was a social worker because I care about people. So that was that was something I could do. And then in the IT, it was helping users, the people who use computers to be able to be more effective. Right. Be able to increase their, their career. And um, and then on the bottom line of the company, you're just making the company. Yeah. So, you know, but it was like I always tried to do something creative in yeah. what, what I do, but I never I never considered myself as an artist, as a profession until yeah. now. Until totally. I retire. Mm -hmm. And so, and again, I wouldn't change anything because I wouldn't be able to have a profitable business, you know, if I hadn't done the business stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. to do both. But um, I think it's knowing your passion, helping people and asking for help for people who can um, help get there. Yeah. Yeah. The common theme here is don't stop talking to others. <laughs> yeah. and, listen, and, and listen, because, you know, your parents will probably have good intentions for you to become, you know, a chemist or a doctor or a lawyer or whatever they would like for you to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, try that and see if that works. But does yeah. it work for you? Right. And Sometimes. then have a conversation with the parents. No, this is not working for me. This is what I'd like to do instead. Yeah. Yep. It, it, I think that's that's the thing. Sometimes it's hard is I don't want to try something because what if I waste time? But we learn what we like and don't like by trying those things. Yeah. Right. And so it's not yeah. really a waste of time to learn what you actually are passionate about. Yes. <laughs> don't wait till you're 68 to try this. Right. right? Try it now. <laughs> try it now. All right. So there um, there are a lot I know that struggle with really extracting the goodness, the power behind the story of their life, right? And I don't know if you've come across 
uh, women that you've asked this question of where they're like, I don't really know, right? They, they have a hard time or they get stuck on it. Like, is there really something in my life that I could share with others? For those women that get stuck and pulling out that, that power from their story, you know, what would you say to them to help with that? I would ask them the question, you know, how would you advise your twin? Because I think that's such a powerful question. It's not how you advise somebody else, but how would you advise your 20-year-old self? Or if they're 20, how would you advise your 15-year-old, right? Just bring it back, whatever years that makes sense. Um, because in answering that, you figure out what you've done and where you would like to have been right? Maybe. And what you've done well, and maybe, maybe worst areas where you struggle that you can help someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, we can be empathetic. We can be most empathetic when we've lived the experience. Yeah, absolutely. Right. right? So <laughs> if there's been challenges in your life, maybe it's, it's becoming the big brother, big sister. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm a big sister. I'm a big grandma. <laughs> you know, I, I contacted them because I really wanted to impact specifically one young person's life. That was mm -hmm. my goal you know, over a long term. Mm -hmm. And so I asked them, I said, am I too old to be a, a big sister? And they go, no, <laughs> so, cool. you know, it's, it's coming back thinking of my childhood, which was a great childhood, it wasn't perfect, but it's impacting one child with the life experience that I've had, right? Because mm -hmm. I've mm -hmm. had a pretty wide experience in life where some kids mm -hmm. have, you know, experience on their block and that's it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So how, can, how can we, what can we do to answer your question? So what can we do with the life that we've led that can impact someone else? Yeah. Whether yeah. it's an individual or it's a, um, an organization, maybe become a board member, member you know, mm -hmm. on a charitable organization, or you volunteer mm -hmm. with a charitable organization, mm -hmm. or do something, do, just do, yeah. do something. Do something to contribute, yeah. yeah. I love that you brought up what you brought up about empathy, right? It, and how, it, basically because it's, the, the very definition is to be able to put yourself, or at least mentally visualize yourself in another person's shoes. Um, and I, I find that pain um, and the painful experiences of life really teach us the most. And because we have to overcome that and we we feel all the things and we have to experience a lot to overcome some of those challenges, which is, in fact, what enables us to be able to be great sharers of wisdom. And so don't um, I would say to those listening too, don't um, underestimate the power of your pain and the struggle that you've gone through. And your success that you had in overcoming and the hope that that can bring someone else. That's right. Yes. Right? Incredible hope. Yeah. So it's like the mom in the grocery store, you know, there's hope. They there grow is, up. yes. And sometimes that's the thing to keep you going to the next day is just a little bit of hope. <laughs> so we've been talking a lot about women. You know, what about the men? How, how can men jump on the same bandwagon? It's the same thing, you know, for, for a man is asking just for you, you know, what, what, how would you advise your 20 year old self? You can, you can ask the same question because I think it's such a powerful question. Mm -hmm. um, so it's asking the same question. And the project that I'm doing now is for men and women, you know, the mm -hmm. what's the current project that's now. Mm -hmm. So I'm including men as well. Oh, that's awesome. But again, with elders. I find that men... Um, have a harder time opening up. Mm -hmm. But I, I, do, you, do you have that same experience? I think it's our culture. Yeah. We have this very individualistic culture too, which doesn't help with the sharing across generations. We right. isolate and, a lot. And asking and accepting help. It's a, yeah. it's, a different, it's a different thing. Is that what you're finding too? Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Um, it's it's almost seen as weakness. I've heard in some subcultures that even seeking therapy, counseling, and help in those ways is considered weak, especially among men. And so, it's, how do you how do you create a a normalization of sharing across generational lines, or even going and asking for help when you're down? How do we normalize that and make it comfortable when the culture is fighting back by just saying, hey, you're weak if you even try? You know, listening to what you're saying, I, I think as men can tell men that it's okay. You know, for me to, as a woman to say that it probably didn't have the impact. But if you were to have an opportunity to come across someone who's struggling and for you to say to that person, you know, it's a strength yes. and it's a strength, you know, to, to figure this stuff out. Yes. Right? The strength to look at the hard stuff and come out of the other end with hope. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I have had the opportunity to do that. It makes the difference and I will continue to do so. But I also want those listening to hear that, right? You have that opportunity to do the same thing. It is, in fact, a strength to seek help because you learn things when you do that. (laughs) It's just allow it to happen. You allow yourself to be changed and inspired and you'll be amazed with how you may even be able to pivot (laughs) in life in a more positive direction because of what you've gained from that conversation. And if you're thinking legacy, right, Mm -hmm. then how can you pass that along to somebody else? Absolutely. How can you pass your story of hope, you Mm -hmm. know, of of gaining that, you know, using that strength to gain insight, Mm -hmm. you know, that that produces hope, right? How can you then tell that story to someone else? Yeah. I truly believe that, you know, changing the world's about one-on-one, yeah. You know, you just, you just one person to one person to one person. Yeah. It's that passing it forward. I yeah. Guess. I heard, um, I heard a story once, I think, uh, author Craig Groeschel, I don't know if you ever heard of him. Uh, he's a pastor too, but he, he, I got to give the abbreviated version, but essentially he was playing a tennis game once and he made a deal, I believe with the person he was playing that if he won, he would, give him his tennis racket and it was expensive and you know long story short the guy ended up winning and he begrudgingly gave up the tennis racket and you know there was an audience but it really hit his ego well years later he was preaching at his church and some someone walked up to him after and by this point uh, folks had aged so much that he wouldn't have even recognized the person he was playing against barely remembered what happened uh, but this person came out of the congregation and said hey wanted to remind you of a story way back when when you were playing tennis and you gave up that um, that tennis racket and he he thought it was the guy that he lost to no 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 but what what happened was I was watching you and most of us watching we didn't believe you were going to do it we didn't believe you were going to give that thing up but you had such integrity and i figured now that you're you're telling me the story about jesus and my need for him um if you had that much integrity back then i believe that what you're saying now comes with the same level of integrity. So I'm wanting to step into the kingdom of God by accepting Christ as my savior because of what you did back then. And so my, the point of the story is you never know how sharing the things that you share and acting with integrity as you do it is going to impact somebody years down the road when they have a major life transition. So I just want to share that as just sort of a powerful story to illustrate what that could look like. Right now, it may seem like 
they don't really care what's going on in my life. They don't really care what I have to say. But you never know, 20 years from now, that person's life may completely change for the positive because of something you did or said, even if it wasn't directly. It could have been just an onlooker as they were listening to you conversate with another person and they weren't directly involved. And think of yourself as a parent, you know, that, you know, as your kids get older, you know, there's, you know, when they're teens, they may not want to listen to you. But when they're 20s, they may come back and do things to you that you go, yes, that's what we talked about when you were 14, you know, without even making that connection maybe for them, right? That, um, that you have, we all have an impact on yeah. the people that we're around. And if we live a life of integrity, like you're saying, in a, in a life of compassion and with an intention to doing good. Yes. Rumor has it they do come back when they're in their 20s. And ironically, I do have a 14-year-old. So <laughs> I'm there's feeling hope. <laughs> There is hope. Thank they're you, not Donna. The cart, but I'll tell you now, there's hope. <laughs> Thank you, Donna. I appreciate that. Need that. All right. So a uh, couple more questions as we wrap up. First one, simple. What would you tell your 20-year-old self? I would just say, chill. Just don't take life. That it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to take. It's okay to ask. I think that's what this project is so and in, in, so impacted me. It was an inspiration to me to say, you know, just give it a try. You know, don't be so serious. You know, don't think that I have to plan everything out. You know, let things evolve. You know, this whole project evolved. Gosh, you know, that was so new for me. <laughs> you know, that you know, God takes hold of things that are good in your life. And makes them happen. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. So um, you don't have to be in. Con- I don't have to be in control mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I can take some risks. I can let people help me, mm-hmm. and just let God take. You know, be the passenger in the car. Let God be the driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Thanks for sharing, Donna. So, how can others reach you, and for what what services? do you offer? Mm-hmm. Um, they can always reach me through my email, which will be in their show notes or my website. You know, I would just invite people to come and browse through the website and see what kind of inspiration they can get from. Um, I, um, if, if they live in Southern California, I'm in Orange County. California, so if you're in Orange County or someone in the surrounding area, I would be honored to create portraits for you. So um, my style is authentic portraits. That doesn't mean you have to come in with no makeup and no hair done. It just means capture who you really are, you know, in these portraits and and tell your story. So I would invite you to come, you know, reach out and, and come and allow me to create your portraits for you. And then if you're interested in the book and just being inspired by these women, these wise women in this book, um, there'll be a link in the show notes for that. And, and also the reason I don't sell the book on Amazon, um, you would be purchasing it directly from me for, through the website is because I want to write a message to you on the title page of the book with my signature that's specific for you. Um, and I think that that's a really neat way to connect, you know, with you and to get you started in um, looking at the impact that can can give to you. And if you want to buy, purchase it as a gift, you know, one of my favorite things, do we have time for one story? Sure, go for it. My favorite, my favorite thing that someone had said about about having the book is that she she um mentors a young lady in her 20s or she was 20 and um 
she said that this young lady had been raised by wolf, meaning mm -hmm. that, you know, she had extremely difficult um, childhood, extremely difficult relationship, if you could call that, with her son, um, mm -hmm. was homeschooled, yeah. so didn't even have the society of, you know, being able to be out in the world, right? She was, it, it, she was, it was really difficult childhood. So she's mentoring this young woman. Mm -hmm. And what she did, she took the book and she asked the young woman, she says, why don't you read one or two of the stories of these and then we'll talk about it next time so it was a launching kind of way of project for them to work together in a mentorship mm -hmm. program mm -hmm. and so when they got together the next time she said well did you read one or two and she she said no i read the whole book <laughs> she couldn't put it down <laughs> couldn't put it down because she was you know these she was so needing the wisdom from from other women that she just didn't have that yeah what a fantastic story. That's yeah, great. My cool. All right. So IdanaEdmondPhotography.com forward slash the dash book is the link if you want to go get the book. Uh, Donna, this has been a pleasure hanging out with you and listening to your wisdom. Thank you so much for, for joining me and for being part of this. Uh, you know, for those of you listening, remember, like Donna said, don't don't take things too seriously. Reach out to others right? It, it's okay to let go of control and allow others to pour into you, especially when we do live in this culture where sometimes that seems like it's frowned upon or you may be even seen as weak. Um, a lot of us feel like we're not enough. We do deal with that imposter syndrome. So, but some of the antidote to that is getting support from others and especially those who have gone there before you because they've overcome a lot of those challenges and struggles um, that, that you're already going through. So don't be afraid to reach out and get that support. Anything that you would add, Don? I think just be intentional in life. And it, when we're struggling, we're self-focused. So as we're struggling to be intentional, to do something for someone else and just to do, yeah. just to do and not talk about stuff, just actually yeah. do. do something. Yeah. You know, was, be that woman in the, in the grocery store that goes over to the cart and tells the mom, Hey, you're doing a great job. This gets better. Right. Yep. I, there's an old quote I hear all the time that I love. I preach the gospel at all times and sometimes I use words. <laughs> I love that one. And that speaks to what you're saying. Sometimes exactly. action really does speak louder than words. Yeah, that's right. It's been delightful to be with you. Thank you for the invitation to, to come and join you. Yeah, you as well, Donna. Thank you. And thank you for all that are listening and watching. Uh, until next time, remember to lead well, live on purpose and honor God with your life. Thank you, Donna. Thank you once again for listening and supporting the No Purpose Without Love podcast. If you like what you've been hearing, please remember to follow this podcast to continue receiving notifications about new upcoming episodes. For more information about how to start your own purpose-filled journey or to get in touch with me, you can start my online course by going to courses.beaconleaders.com or you can email me at info at beaconleaders.com. You can also visit my website at www.davidegaresso.com. I will post these links and others in the description section of each episode as well. So until next time, remember to lead well, live on purpose, and honor God with your life.